0: Hey listeners, I'm Paige Smith with Below the Radar, a Knowledge Democracy podcast. Below the Radar is created by SFU's City Office of Community Engagement and is recorded on the territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and tsleil waututh peoples. This week, Amjo Hall speaks with June Fukamura and Angela Meg Pantai, alumni of SFU School of Contemporary Arts, and two of the artists behind New to Town Collective, a theatre group that provides low-barrier, by-donation training to the community. Angela and June share their experiences as emerging artists in Vancouver and how New to Town Collective is filling a gap by making space for accessible training and the cross-pollination of artistic practices. I hope you enjoy.
1: Welcome to Below the Radar. Really excited to have June and Angela with us. Welcome.
2: Hello. Hello. Hello.
1: Hello, I know you've both been involved with a super interesting project called New to Town and wondering if you can talk a little bit about New to Town Collective and the work that you've been doing.
3: Sure, yeah. So I'm June Fukumura. I'm one of the co-founders of New to Town Collective and we're a collective of artists and we are partners with the cultural unit and being supported by the Woodwards Building to put on these collective training jams, which are experimental, interdisciplinary, low-barrier, accessible training programs and workshops for folks who are in and outside of the arts community. Our intention is to bring more accessible physical training practices to our community because we feel that there's There's a gap, I think, in our community for low barrier and interdisciplinary work. So we work primarily in physical theater, but we also open up the doors to other modes of creation and disciplines. And yeah, we've been doing that for about five years, maybe six years now. Six years. Six years. Okay. yeah. So there's four of us, myself, Angela, Davey Calderon and Avian von Waldenberg. So four of us have been creating these opportunities and experimental labs for quite some time.
1: Cool. Yeah. How would you plug into this, Angela?
3: I think it
2: started, well, I'm going to have to start with a late night cafe story where me, June and Davey and a few colleagues of ours from SFU, we're experiencing a lack of space for artists to experiment, collaborate without any pressure to have a result. Or have a showing to a public audience and we were lamenting about that and we thought hmm I wonder if there's space for that and so we went out to this journey and yeah we started new to town collective in, in my kitchen with that huge clipboard and we were just jotting down our ideas what we were interested in and yeah and now we're here today
1: yeah, now you've both graduated from SFU and I wonder if you can talk about, you know, this is such an expensive city, there's affordability challenges when you come out as a graduate from an arts program. There's also all these other barriers that people have in terms of accessing arts and culture. What was your experience going through SFU and then of course graduating, walking into like what should I do now? So tell me a little <laughs> bit about yourselves and that experience of walking out as alumni.
2: Well, first of all, the privilege of being inside the Woodwards building during our training was an amazing experience in which you felt like the space was limitless. You had all this access to state-of-the-art space with sprung floors, heated floors, and a J.J. Bean was right downstairs. And after graduation, we felt like we were experiencing economical barriers as alumni, we had a lot of student debt. We didn't know where to start. We didn't know anybody from the professional theater community. We had to make our way. And so having these accessible avenues of space, of community and groups uh, was really helpful in our career development, essentially. And we wanted to give back because we were so lucky to have all these supporters. Shout out to Stephen Hill for donating space. Yeah, and shout Stephen. Out Yeah, we love you. And Heidi Taylor as well, Artistic Director of Playwrights Theatre Centre. She is our number one fan. So we just wanted to give back to the community and discovering that there are other people like us, emerging artists and also artists who felt like they've been marginalized for various reasons, but they also come to our training jams.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll also say that they're really fun. They're like, we do yeah. it because it's fun. We like it. We like training with each other. We found each other through SFU's theater program and we've been working together for like, I don't know, maybe like 10 years almost together or we've known each other for like 10 years. Yep. <laughs> so it's just a continuation of our like friendship mm-hmm. and our collaboration together, which I think is why we've been able to keep it up for so long. But yeah, SFU's theater program has really taught us like interdisciplinary collaboration and experimentation as a basis for creation. So we've really taken that on in our practice. I think, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. An example of that is that both June and Davy have come out with solo shows for the French Festival. Davies is called Big Queer Filipino Karaoke Night. June is called Sumiko. Um, my, name is Sumiko. my name is Sumiko. My name is Sumiko. Yes, a wonderful exorcism.
3: A delightful exercise. A delight.
2: Oh, yes, of course, it's delightful. And it's because of these training jams that individuals such as Davy and June were able to experiment and play and, and kind of be ridiculous and kind of let go of that. I'm an artist. I'm going to make art mask and uh, just have fun.
1: As emerging artists coming out, doing work in the community, what kind of barriers do you come across, you know, from the point of graduation to, you know, seeing a kind of professional theater world out there in a particular way? You're coming out of school at a particular age and you're walking into something. And and what are the kinds of things that you experience from your vantage point when you see the kind of ecology of theater in this city?
3: I think one of the things that we talked about earlier on is that, you know, dancers have dance classes that they go to on a regular basis to keep warm. So it's not necessarily about, you know, producing a show, but it's for their body and their minds and their spirits to be inside of the practice. But for actors, it can be kind of challenging. You can go to acting classes, you can go to scene study classes, you know, but those can be quite expensive Mm -hmm. and sort of short term. And kind of prescriptive to some degree. You know, there's not a lot of room for experimentation. And I think that's where our training jams really kind of open up that field. And we try to make this also a peer-to-peer experience. So we're not coming from a top-down approach of like, we have all this information and you must pay us so that we can tell you it's a, you know, we make it by donation always. That's like a huge mandate of ours because, again, like, it's an expensive city to live in as an emerging artist. You don't have the means to continuously train in these expensive programs, and it seems counterintuitive to ask emerging artists to continuously pay to train to keep warm. It feels like it should be part of our support network to have these opportunities, so... I think in some ways we fill that gap.
2: Mm -hmm. And, And another gap that we fill
3: in the theater community
2: in Vancouver, the professional theater community, is that not many programs like this exist. You have programs for emerging artists, for example, writing workshops for writers or actors or performers who are interested in writing. You have development programs for directors, emerging directors, but not necessarily a place to get messy, A place to get messy with your whole body and mind incorporated and not having to categorize this is dance, this is theater. You don't really know what it is when you're in a training (laughs) jam.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. We've had some really cool jams where, you know, there's like a filmmaker and a dancer and a theater artist and a clown and all jamming together in the same room in the same space and being able to experience something together. And maybe none of them have experienced this at all, this sort of physical training or other opportunities. Like we've also tried to make it a point to have guest facilitators come in. So we want you know, folks who already have experience in other disciplines that we don't, we can't teach, we can't share to come and teach what they want to. And so it's a really cool opportunity for everyone to knowledge share and cross pollinate ideas and practices. I think that's the cool part about what we do.
1: Yeah. The city of Vancouver recently just came out with a new arts and culture plan called Culture Shift Blanketing the City in Arts and Culture. And I was involved a little bit on an external advisory committee. And there was a big portion of that around equity, diversity, inclusion, because I think there was a general sentiment out in the community that the funding of arts wasn't reflecting the diversity of the city. And I'm wondering from that vantage point as emerging artists coming in, are there barriers from an equity, diversity, inclusion point of view? And also in your your own sort of training jams and workshops, uh, you know, there's people with disabilities, other types of barriers that get in the way. How do you approach these questions yourself?
2: I can speak from experience. We've worked before with deaf artists in the beginning of a program called Progressive Performance, in which we invite artists who are interested in developing a type of work. And we've had an artist who was deaf and were hard of hearing and It took a lot of communication. The method was not to blanket, this is the solution, uh, to communicate and also have the whole class involved. It took a lot of consulting, a lot of communication back and forth via email and how they were feeling comfortable inside of a class that was all hearing and everyone could talk. So we had to figure out solutions in collaboration with them how to best approach this and we knew that there was no real like yes this is the solution and we're just experimenting and we're ready to make mistakes and but we provide that space to reflect and how to be better.
3: Yeah it was actually really cool when that person approached us and Mm -hmm. said oh well you promote accessibility so how accessible are you really and we were like oh good question you know it made us realize our shortcomings Because we're grassroots and we don't have a ton of resources with us, you know, it's important for us to continue to like check in with what we can and can't do, but also stretch towards more inclusion, more equity, more diversity. And so, yeah, we have plans for the coming years to have more ASL interpretation for training jams. And that really opens up, you know, collaboration between neurodiverse folks from all walks of life. And I think that makes for a richer and more kind of expansive community because it's not just one person or one community really encompasses lots of voices.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, there's an organization out in Burnaby called Possibilities that's been doing a lot of work around this. And in Montreal, Exico has been doing a lot of breaking work around, you know, arts and everyday life for everybody and and really sort of pushing the dial on this in a super interesting way. I'm really curious as to, you know, where do you see your own artistic practice going in the next few years? I'd be interested to hear from both of you.
3: Good question. Who (laughs) wants to go first? Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I'm, you know, I was just thinking about this the other day. Uh I feel like kind of like a hummingbird because I keep dabbling in all these different disciplines or practices or projects. I'm never satisfied with like one singular thing. I'm really, really wanting to get back into acting right now because I've been sort of away from it, but I've been doing lots of things like around it, like dramaturgy and producing, writing, producing my own show, creating clown shows. So I feel like my... You want to be a clown. I want to be a clown. <sighs> That's the I ultimate cl- goal. That's true. It is. <laughs> it should be yours too, Em. Um. <laughs> I'm
1: still in the stuck in the box phase of my yeah. training. Um's He's doing, in um, mime. Yeah, I'm doing a really yeah.
3: terrific job of yeah. doing mime. <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, I feel, I don't know, I'm really interested to see where opportunities take me, and I'm really open. Uh, I've been
2: recently inspired by these giants that I sit upon, as in a lot of artistic directors have given me the opportunity to be involved in the professional theatre community, and I also want to give back to emerging artists because I've had the privilege to have all these opportunities. So at the moment, I'm working for Vancouver Asian Canadian Theatre, and they are a force to be reckoned with in terms of diversity and being better at uh, what they do. And so I'm with them for a little bit and I have plans with them in the future. I think I'm just going to continue what I do, which is work for VACT, perform every now and then, and eat a lot of cheese. (laughs)
1: <laughs> nice, nice. So I'm just wondering about who some of your influences are in terms of the way you approach theater.
2: From SFU, we'd like to give a shout out to the Cougs, Dede Coogler. Yo, Coogler. He is our theater daddy, as in so supportive, always encouraging us to be the best we can, work harder, and be as rigorous as you can be in the work, because we are so lucky to be here yeah
3: Stephen Hill Penelope Stella shout out to our teachers from the past
2: and Heidi Taylor from Playwrights Theatre Center
3: yes
1: wow you guys are almost ready to be on an alumni brochure
3: Ooh, put me on the list (laughs) all right put me on the list too Oh, and also Raina von Waldenberg, who has taught us a lot about all these exercises. She's our theater mother. She is the theater mother. She's the mother.
1: Now, I realize this is a podcast that's only functioning in the auditory form, and we're in a little 100-square-foot space, but I'm wondering if we can just do a little exercise right now. You guys could just propose something a little spontaneously, a little movement or something. A little movement. Yeah, like what you would do at one of your training jams.
3: Oh. (laughs) Should we do the hard one? The sound and movement? Gets, yeah, where
1: everyone gets sweaty. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, should we, should we, my we, goodness. Oh, okay, my God. Well, I'm in your hands oh here. Man, We're really? What do yeah. we do?
3: June
2: loves this exercise. <laughs> I'm just going to prompt you now that maybe when you hear a lot of sound, June's probably the source. Yeah. <laughs>
3: That's probably true. Do we
1: have to stand? Do we? Yeah,
3: let's do it. Yeah. Or is that going to affect that?
1: that? It's going to affect the audio, but people will just have to like... Imagine. Imagine this we, is, yeah.
2: we can actually do a modified sound and movement. Someone where can we do the play by play. Yeah, play by play. Yeah. I think so. Okay. Okay. You lead it. Okay, <laughs> you got it. Okay, so we start by ideally in the studio we're standing in a circle, this but we are sitting around movement, a, just to let you know. Sound and movement. So right now we're sitting around a table, but we're in a circle right now. And I'm going to demonstrate with June. So there are no leaders or followers in this exercise. And for you folks who are around the circle, you imitate as best as possible what June and I are doing as best you can. And all attention is on the center of the circle, which is June and I right now. And June and I will do a repetitive sound and a repetitive movement gesture. And we're going to let that grow.
3: Okay, June? Okay. Okay, you ready? Should we keep the volume like not too crazy, though?
2: Yeah, let's not break the mics. Okay.
1: <laughs> we do like, have double-pane glass, so okay. we're... You know, oh, fantastic. We All right. Let's go crazy.
2: <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay.
3: Ha. 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 <laughs> Thank you for participating. Thank you. <laughs> so this crazy thing goes on for like, it can go on for like 45 minutes. Yes. Wow. And so the partners would have these duets in the center of the circle and you're just feeding off of each other. Mm-hmm. And then one person at some point will leave and this one person will be standing in the middle of the circle and now they have to take on the responsibility of keeping the sound and movement going through their own body. Mm-hmm. And then another person from the circle, will enter and join this new duet. And then it kind of goes in a round-robin situation. And it's a really cool exercise to, like, totally get out of your habit body.
2: It's also a presence exercise. You're being present with that partner. And if I might say, it is like sex, where (laughs) you are so focused in this person that, yes, the world matters, you're still sensitive to it, and yet you're giving your full attention to this person, and every singular, minuscule movement is a huge thing, and you adjust to that, and you adjust to them, and they adjust to you, and it's, it's this relationship that... Um,
1: we used to be a G-rated show, and we've gone to <laughs> PG-13.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. They used to say theater is sex. Who said there's sex? I don't know. Penelope Stella. Oh, nice. (laughs) The founder of SFU's theater program. So if she said that, we're allowed to say that too. Yes.
1: (laughs) June, Angela, thank you so much for, for joining us on Below the Radar.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to hear from our guests, June and Angela. You can learn more about New to Town Collective and their training jams at the link in the show notes. As always, you can keep up with Below the Radar by following us on Facebook at Below the Radar Pod and on Twitter at BTR underscore pod and subscribe to your podcast platform of choice to make sure you never miss an episode. See you next time.